Hey guys, welcome to my podcast. My name is William Walker, and this show is all about trailblazers and how these leaders and visionaries broke new ground, challenged conventional thinking, and inspired others to follow in their footsteps. After all, Jesus was a trailblazer. So how do we as men live a life as trailblazers and become the leaders we are called to be? This is the Trailblazer Podcast, episode two with William Walker. I will pursue a stronger and devoted relationship with my Heavenly Father by praying and reading the Bible and worshiping Him every day. I will take care of my physical health by exercise, eating properly, and resting. I will protect my family, their time, their home, and their persons. I will pursue to be a lifelong learner through reading, writing, or engaging in things that sharpen or expand my mind. I will manage my time effectively, making God family, physical fitness, learning, rest, and work, my priorities. So those are just some of the parts to my code um, that I have that I've kind of do my best to navigate and live by. Um, And I believe that you heard me say it in the very first podcast that every man needs to have a code to live by. Um, expectations to meet, and they need to be able to answer the question, who who are they? Um, and these are pivotal questions to our ability to grow as leaders, as husbands, as fathers, as employees or employee, employers, um, and believe that without a doubt, they are, not necessarily mine, but Having this type of code will, will give you guidance, will allow you to know where your non-negotiables are, you know, understand what your values and, and what are you valuing. But I also believe that this makes you dangerous. And that's something that's kind of what I'd like to talk about today is what is being a dangerous man of God and what does that look like? Um, we all know that and please, I'm not making this a political thing, but without a doubt, we live in a time where there are a lot of things happening in the world, um, shootings, people getting hurt, families losing people um, unexpectedly or unfortunately. Um, but it's not just that. I mean, crime, there are bad people in the world. And... On top of the fact that there are bad people in the world, we also live in a lost and broken world, a world that belongs to, as far as I'm concerned, the devil. Yes, God created it, but once sin came into it, it's it's here. And he has done something to help us get out of it, but for now, we live in it. So what does being a dangerous man of God look like? What does it even mean? Um... I believe that there are, there are multiple things that are going to be important as we talk through what being a dangerous man looks like. You know, I think a lot of people, and I've actually shared it with a couple of friends of mine, and some people enjoyed the idea that I use the word dangerous, but some actually were like, mm, maybe you shouldn't use that word. And, and, and I've tried other words, you know, fierce, um, and, and, I just, I don't think it 
has the impact that a dangerous man has. Now, don't get me wrong. Hearing somebody is dangerous makes you kind of strike fear into you, which is exactly why I want to use that word. Because this isn't necessarily being dangerous in the physical realm. Yes, it's important to be able to do these things, and we'll get into some of those things today. But what does it look like to be a dangerous man of God when it comes to protecting your family? I just, this is something that, these, these thoughts are something that came on me, came to me, um, honestly, last Sunday on the eve of a shooting that took place not far from where I live. Um, and some innocent young children died. Um, and it's, it's horrible to even think that it happened. But it just made me think a little deeper than, hey, I need to make sure I have a gun to protect my family. That's, that's not true. What about the other things that are going to come after my family? How do I protect my family from attacks in the spiritual realm? And so, yeah, this podcast may turn some guys off, may turn, yeah, and and I'm not really worried about it because I believe that without a doubt that we as men and as myself as a believer, um, that I have a responsibility to my family, to my children, and to those people that are in my sphere around me to protect them when they are under attack, whether it's by someone physically coming after them or verbally coming after them, but also spiritually and probably more so because we see that more than anything. I mean, I know for myself, there are times that I needed my friends to come and rally around me when I can't seem to shake those voices in your head or in my head that say, you're just not good enough, William. And we all have them. We know that they, they're real and they exist. So how do we become a dangerous man of God? What does that look like? I think that having a code like I talked about a minute ago was so important for me. You know, one of the things that I didn't read when I read in my code, and those what I read were just like three or four parts of my code, but one of them is that I will go to God with all my decisions, both major and minor. But I also need to know how to go to him. And it's not just, hey, he's some big gumball machine I put quarters in. It's how do I go to him in a relationship and knowing that he's going to be there and then be and then have the open mind that, hey, even though it may not be answered the way I think it's supposed to be answered or want it answered, it will be answered, whatever that prayer is. I think a dangerous man knows his values. I think a dangerous man knows how to pray for his family and go to battle for his family. I believe a dangerous man knows how to identify when things are 
coming up in their fam uh, on their family. I think it's important that a dangerous man knows how to use the gifts that God has given him to identify spiritual, emotional, and physical attacks that are coming against us. They're coming against our families, our sphere of influence, and we got to be confident and comfortable with them. You know, one of the things that I enjoy doing is jujitsu. And one of the reasons I enjoy doing it is not because I learn, I'm learning how to defend myself, fight, whatever, but it's, I'm actually getting comfortable with the fact that there's someone who's touching me and grabbing me and trying to move me around, right? Well, I have to be comfortable with going in and seeing that my wife is upset about something and it may be a little more and, and identify the fact that it may be a little more than some lady at the store was rude or mean, right? There may be something else going in there. And then how do I go in and fight for her? Fight for her heart. And rebuke the lies that are coming against her. As men, these are places that a lot of times we're very timid about not stepping into those areas. I think it's important that we're able to articulate and share our faith. You know, I know that's something that for me, for many, many years was difficult. You know, you, I knew I could walk in and be like, well, this is how God came into my life. I grew up in a church, but this happened. And, but now it's a much easier story for me to tell. I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with expressing that and confident about what he's done in my life. I think a dangerous man has a certain level of uh, physical prowess about them. And, and with that, like exercise, stuff like that, obviously that's important, but it builds our confidence. A dangerous man knows how to love his wife and his children and be supportive of them. I think a dangerous man needs to understand how to recall scripture and use it. I'm not saying they have to memorize every Bible book, Bible verse out there, but we need to know how to use it. That's our sword. Even the word called the, the, the Bible calls it the sword. Like it is the offensive weapon that we carry as Christian men, as leaders, as trailblazers. We need to be able to articulate words well. Most of the time, if you can just talk, we can we can de-escalate a situation that may be coming up. I think a dangerous man is someone who's open to coaching and has a desire to grow and learn. Now, this is something that I deal with on a regular basis because I have a, a coaching consulting company called The Forge Leader. And here we work with men, we work with business leaders. Um, but one of the first things that's the most important thing for us to figure out is whether these, this 
company, this group of leaders, if they are even, if they're open to being coached. And it doesn't mean I'm telling somebody what to do and how to make decisions. Most time it's not. Most of the time, if 99% of the time, it's asking questions that are going to help them reflect on decisions they want to make to kind of help bring in an awareness to where they're stepping, not saying where they're stepping is wrong or right. That's not for me to say unless they ask me to, but it's important that they navigate that on their own. I think a dangerous man needs to be able to provide some type of aid. This comes in a lot of different ways. Physical aid in the case of a real, a traumatic emergency. But also, spiritual aid, encouragement, mental aid. So many times we just want to hear Man, great job. And honestly, how much more, how powerful is that when you're thinking about what it is or, or, or what that does for you or your team or your family or your sons and daughters when you tell them that? So I think there's a lot of things when it comes to being a dangerous man, but I also think that's very important that we know that. After all, when you think about the men of the Bible, there was a ton of dangerous men. Like you, Moses, like walked into the Pharaoh, the Pharaoh's, you know, temple, wherever he was, whatever, you know, and going to him and say, let my people go, right? Like, yeah, we could say that he was scared at first, but guess what? He ended up getting some pretty big cojones to walk in there and do what he had to do. That's a dangerous man. That's a bad man right there. David, the battles that he won. What was that, a thousand... Philistines that he had to go slaughter, and I think he did 10,000. I mean, excuse me if my math is wrong, but that's a man who knows how to go to battle, knows how to fight. But at the same time, you hear in, in, in scripture all the time. I, just this morning, I was reading, it says, When I look at the night sky and see the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars you set in place. What are mere mortals that you should think about them? Human beings that you should care for them. Like this is this beautiful prayer or poem that he's writing to Jesus, to, to, to his heavenly father. It doesn't sound like a dangerous man, does it? But it is. Jesus was a dangerous man. He knew to stand up for what was right. And he did it in a way that was challenging to the status quo. I mean, a true trailblazer. But also, the reason nobody liked it 
or at least the leaders didn't like it, it's because they were scared of it. You're not scared of a wimpy man. You're scared of a dangerous man. And dangerous man has truth, knows how to control their power, has discipline. And these are things that we need. And they're easy for us to get. But we've got to identify where we want to start as men. And so how do we do that? Well, I think as men, we can start by asking the question, who am I? And how do we answer that question? You know, I've, one of my favorite podcast episodes that I've ever listened to was uh, Problem with Purpose by Andy Stanley. And um, I love this, this, this particular podcast because during the interview, he gets asked a question, what do you think of the question, what is my purpose? And he goes, Y'all have to forgive me. I'm sure I'm, I'm going to misquote all this, but he's like, I'm just saying that's a, a bad question. That's not the right question. And the guy was a little dumbfounded, but I think he was prepared for it. He's like, so what is the question? And he goes, who am I supposed to serve? And I was out on a run. And I got to be honest, I, I've told this story numerous times. I stopped dead in my tracks. I was like, it's hard to answer the question, who am I supposed to serve? Right? But it's a lot easier to answer the question, or excuse me, what is my purpose is the hard one to answer. But it's a lot easier to answer who am I supposed to serve because now I can put a face to it. I can put a name to it, a people group to it. And now I can start knowing that that's kind of who I'm supposed to serve or what I'm supposed to be doing. I can kind of start leaning back and thinking about, hey, wait, well, who am I? How am I wired? What are the gifts that I have? How do I... What are my strengths and weaknesses that I have that, you know, are God-given because of experiences that you've had? I'm currently in, uh, in Puerto Rico um, on a honeymoon trip with my wife. And in a hall, honesty and fairness, the night before we left, my wife and I got in a huge fight. And I'm very blessed because I have an amazing, forgiving, loving wife. But without a doubt, and I couldn't even tell you what it was about, honestly. And without a doubt, that was an attack on us trying to discourage and put a A wrinkle into our anniversary weekend. But even after the fight, I was able to kind of come back and clear my head out and get right because I knew who I am. I can answer that question. I know who my father is. I know who he says he is. I know what he thinks of me, that he's proud of me. And when a man can answer those questions, he starts becoming dangerous. Really, really dangerous. And I think that a dangerous man is a trailblazer because a dangerous man is just going to be that. He's going to have a code that he lives by. He's going to be able to know who he is. He's going to be confident 
competent, humble, strong, both mentally, physically, and spiritually. And it takes time to get those things. But we have to start off with knowing who we are. And that starts off with what I call, or I don't even call them, but it's four, five of the, the greatest questions, I think, that help us navigate this. And I share this with almost every guy I meet when um, I coach and I meet as well as with friends that are in my small groups that I lead. And the first one is, how are you wired? Are you an introvert, extrovert? Identify what those things are. For me, I'm without a doubt, I love, I'm outgoing extrovert. I love people. They give me energy. Getting out and doing things and being around people are great. Um, you have to be able to understand and, and articulate, hey, what gets you excited? What are those things that just get you jazzed up when you do them? It could be building something. Um, I definitely get some enjoyment out of that, but I, I really, for me, it is always been seeing seeing guys step into a more confident version of themselves and competent. So there's some coaching of guys there. Um, even when I was a chef, one of the things that, that, that gave me more joy in my job was really working with somebody and helping a, a young man that decided, hey, I want to I want to pursue this as a career and helping them navigate learning how to use a knife, how to, to move into different stations and grow as a cook, and then, then helping them take those next steps into a new restaurant to continue their career and, and take those next steps. So it's, it's knowing what gets you excited, how you're wired. Where have you had favor in your life? To me, this is pivotal because now this is the time when we get to reflect on, hey, what was that bad thing that happened in my life, right? A place that we may look at and go, man, I don't want to go there. But it's in those places where we can really identify, hey, man, I came out the other side and I learned and grew so much. God was with me through that time. And because of that, I'm a better person. And I will do anything in my power to share that and make sure someone else doesn't have to walk through that. So where have you had favor in your life? And then one of the last questions is, this is probably the hardest one to answer. This is one I'm still navigating how to articulate it clearly. Um, but it's, what do you want to be remembered for? I can remember um, I went to a funeral a few years back. And at this funeral, I heard grandchildren get up and talk about their grandfather and their memories where he was a shrewd businessman. I was like, man, I don't ever want anybody to say that about me. I think I, I want my, my, my sons to, to be able to say, 
that my father was proud of me and encouraged me and loved me. He was intentional. And I have amazing memories of him. And I, and I think the men that are in my life that are close to me and that I lead in small groups that are my brothers that would say the same thing. And I guess that's probably what I want that to be. But when you think about those things, that kind of helps you start figuring out how to articulate who you are. Because it shows you the gifts that you have, how you're wired, what gets you excited, where have you had favor in your life. And it kind of helps you. And, and then when you're able to answer that question, what do you want to be known for? It really kind of gives you a little direction. And I think when we know that as men, as leaders, as trailblazers, we can start becoming dangerous men. I have a, a friend of mine who runs a men's ministry called Adventures of the Heart, and I have been to two of them so far. His name is Reese Brickin. Um, and without a doubt, it was a life-changing event for me the first time I went and the second time I went. Um, an amazing two, three days um, and some really great truths. But the biggest thing that both times I have walked away with was really learning how to hear what my Heavenly Father thinks of me. And for all you guys that are out there as a dad, you're going to get what I say. And even the guys that aren't dads, I think you're going to get what I say. There are a series of questions that I ask, not every day of the week, but at least three days a week, I'm asking these questions. And I'm just going to give you one of them today and challenge you to ask this the next time you're in prayer and listen to it. Journal what he says. But I'm like, Jesus, what do you, what do you think of me as a man? And I need you to remember when you ask this question that your father is answering this. And your father, a good father, is not going to say, hey, you need to work on this. You're almost there. You need to remember what a father says to a son. And when we can start hearing that and believing that, there's so much more we can start doing. It starts revealing to us even more what of who we are and how we become dangerous men. Hey guys, I really hope that you enjoyed this. I know this was short today. Um, I've got a couple of guests that I am chatting with right now who I think are gonna be amazing to get on here. There's some local business owners, some amazing men of God, um, and really trailblazers and how they are living their lives. Um, I would ask you to please um, follow me, like the podcast, share it with your friends. And if you would like any information about these questions, 
that I was talking about, hey, um, you can find me on Instagram. I think it's Chef Coach William, something like that. You can find me on Facebook. Um, but do me a favor, reach out, and I will share those questions with you. They have been life-changing for me. I think they can be life-changing for you. This is William, and I'm out.